Yo, what's good, everybody? We are now live with Tony Foch with us right now, which is super freaking exciting. I can tell you it's the first time we've gone to Pennsylvania on this tour of people that we have talked to over here on Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and joining me, as I said, is Tony Foch, and he is a freaking talented artist coming out of Pennsylvania. What's up, Golden Jenny from Norway? Um, we got to chat this live too, so sometimes we interact with them. And yeah, we're really excited to have you here. The whole point of this show is in general to walk through the lives of our guests and just kind of extract different knowledge nuggets from their experience and, you know, almost humanize you and try to get some of those good stories that Wikipedia doesn't have about you yet. So with that, uh, to start this off right, we like to kind of like just set the story proper so if you can let us know where you were born and where the early part of your life takes place that would be like super helpful to get the ball rolling yeah 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 uh, I grew up in Erie Pennsylvania right down by the lake Hammond Hospital and I lived most of my life here maybe around like seventh grade I moved to West Palm Beach Florida I was down there for a few years but yeah most of my time I've been here in Erie awesome so that's basically where we set the stage and with that i do have a first question i really like to do to get the ball rolling that's a little bit of a story and when it lands you can kind of take it in whatever direction you want we'll start talking for real reels it starts with my girlfriend and she's washing the dishes and she's the uh, she got her phone out she's playing that black eyed piece on the i got a feeling Ooh. and she's vibing she's dancing she's doing her thing washing the dishes and i start thinking about this song right and i'm like yo it's kind of it's kind of nifty that this song is now chores music like like when we do chores or when we exercise or we do this stuff it's almost like we want to go back to that music that used to be club music because like 10 years ago what were we all doing? A little drunk, two in the morning. That song would be playing. Everybody's dancing around, having the time of our lives, right? So now we're doing the super boring, mundane tasks of life. We put on that kind of music that we used to party to 10 years ago to put ourselves in energy to make everything proper. And I thought that was like astounding. How the whole relationship we have with a song could go and just change and evolve with us on our journey throughout life. And I was like, that's nifty which also means all those little ones right now partying the cardi b and stuff have no idea that in 10 years they're going to be the people doing dishes to cardi b music and all this other stuff which i thought was amazing but then i found out people's is just doing that now it's just club music becomes chores music you know or whatever the equivalent is whatever you had fun to that's the stuff you need to get through the day kind of music later on um and then with that if music's all on these journeys with us and we as musicians we have our own journeys that we go on and in a lot of ways when we start talking about our journeys and, our, and all of that it usually kind of starts in that adolescent era when we start to form our identities and we start to pick our favorites of everything and that's typically where most people start the story but if you think about music it's just kind of always there from like the the time we're born there's gonna probably even be music in the hospital type thing so like always been around us you know, nobody talks about that early part of life like i can't remember being like four or five years old and like 
Madawa had these gray boxes in the apartment, the amp and the radios and the tape decks and everything, and they would all be attached with these wires. It would take him forever to set the shit up, move it all these speakers around the apartment, and he would be blasting out his Led Zeppelin tapes. And at nighttime, it was that like 90s club techno that would be blasted across the radios. My mom's was into like musicals and discos and other stuff I was less enthused about. Like at Christmas time, we had this like tape that was edm remixes of popular christmas songs and we would play it like once a year at that one fucking time that's all the time we ever heard that tape so with all that like you can kind of get this sense where like if we really dig back music's just kind of always there and that actually just kind of impacts us all the way to this very day in our lives so i was hoping you could take us back to like the youngest tone fudge that you can remember and walk us through a little bit about what it sounded like to be you before you had any control over anything like what your parents and the environment was like and all of that kind of stuff yeah yeah like well well my dad was a musician and stuff so okay. he was always in the music and stuff like like for example when like a movie like la bomba would come on that's when my dad would always get up and turn the stereo on and put it through the speakers and crank it and stuff like love music and stuff and always listening to the radio i had an older sister too though and like she was the hip-hop influence for me like i remember getting the warren g regulators cassette tape i remember the first time i ever heard that it's like one of the first rap songs i remember how old are you when you just like the story and it was just like oh it was everything like i get chills thinking about it like i love that song like it always takes me back and uh when did you encounter that like how young were you when you got that uh i'd have to be it's probably like kindergarten honestly yeah kindergarten okay so you're five years old with a warren g tape bumping regulator in capture with the story yeah there's I, I just thought of a funny story there was the one kid across the street who had uh one of those walkie talkie thing talk walk things that from home alone 2 you know that thing that uh he had in there you record your voice and there was a kid across the street from me. He had one of those things, and we were over there. And me and my brother were rapping Easy E, <laughs> uh, "Give Me That Nut," <laughs> and we we rapped a verse into that. And I'll never forget like his dad coming over with the cassette tape to show my mom and my sister getting all her rap tapes taken away from her. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you're saying so like, you say- listen to that song. I'm like oh my god like i had no idea what it was when i was that little like so your sister linked y'all up with the inappropriate raps y'all went to the neighbor's crib and basically recorded yourself spitting the inappropriate raps into a tape recorder which created the evidence and made your sister unhappy for a little while oh yeah she was really upset (laughs) but that's so cool like you were like already at such a young age memorizing rap lyrics because of your sister Oh yeah, she was like she was a big influence on just like music in general growing up. Like when you say kitchen music, that's what I think about is my sister. Like you know, what I mean? she's had like she had her kids young and stuff, so she was always in the kitchen playing music and stuff. Like you know what I mean? That was like where that was her area and stuff. So there was always like you know what I mean. And back then you didn't have Spotify playlists or anything like that, so it'd be one burnt CD or something. Like if you're luckier, like you know what I mean, like yeah definitely understand that world um you also said the radio is a huge part of that influence too what kind of what was the radio like growing up for you in pennsylvania 
uh, just like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have cable really when I was younger. I did when I was real young, but then for years I went without it and stuff. And then, like, MTV and stuff started coming around, like, and that was pretty much, like, the same stuff that was on, like, MTV would play, like, on the radio station and stuff. Unless, like, if my dad's listening to the radio, it was always, like, classic rock or something like that. Same with my mom, but for us, it was always just, like, you know, popular music when I was younger, just... I grew up in the era, like, when NSYNC and Britney Spears and, like, you know I mean, Eminem and yeah. DMX, that stuff was, like, on the radio. I'm, I'm, that's the era I grew up in, so I'm, that's definitely uh, something I'm very familiar with. But when you were young, so you're already starting to memorize, like, the, the, the fucking tracks, so you're already starting to practice this. Did you want to be, like, a singer or a rapper when you were little? Did you want... Um, not really so much i can't say like you know what i mean it wasn't until i was probably like honestly like 11 that's when i really started writing and stuff so like i guess you could still kind of consider that young but at that age like we just like you know what i mean to me like warren g snoop dogg like i remember seeing the snoop dogg video where he'd like turn into the dogs and stuff and that was just like that was it for me and stuff like you know what i mean even though i was on the east coast and stuff that was when that west coast wave took over and that's what, like, you know what I mean? I grew up on and loved, like, Warren G, Nate Dogg, Snoop, like. So basically, you grew up listening to a bunch of West Coast rap through your sister. Yeah. That's pretty banging. And this is all, like, with, uh, like, you, do you have access to the internet and all that? Or is it more just, like, this is what you had? Dude, I didn't have the internet until I bought it for myself. <laughs> I never had the internet growing up. I never had a computer. We never had none of that. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can. I think I was a teenager before we got the internet, so I know exactly what it is to be like a kid without having any access to being plugged in. Um, I remember like the that's how my like in interaction with that was my friend having it, and I remember like going on like AOL chats like at his house like once or twice. Like that was my only glimpse of the internet until I was probably like you know what I mean in my late twenties. <laughs> that's serious, those that's like a very different reality so what y'all do then when you were little like so what do you do to pass the time in a world with no internet i mean we'd be outside like you know what i mean you gotta think about like the internet really didn't pop off until what like i graduated high school in 06 and then like you know what i mean the internet like because i remember a friend even in high school like i would, like showing me skateboard like videos on youtube and stuff and that was like my first thing seeing youtube then I didn't see it for years then because like you, know, I never got it. Like I, my dad never had internet or anything like that at the house. So, and Erie's like a smaller town, right? Yeah, it's not too big. Right. Um, that's that's the what that's right by Ontario then, eh? If it's like Erie, like that's one of the Great Lakes. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I don't know that it's bad for my geography skills. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you're growing up in a smaller town environment. Y'all are outside a lot. Um, it's like, so uh, as you hit around, what what gets you to start writing? You said you started writing and stuff around 11. What is the transition that makes you start to kind of get more into that world? Yeah, that was that was actually when I lived in Florida. Like I said, I, li I moved to Florida and halfway through my seventh grade year. And there was a, when I went through, when I started getting together with this one kid, he I was on the bus and I seen he had wrote raps. He had his like his book right there, and I was like, "What's this?" 
And he's like, oh, this is like my rhyme book. And then he's like, you go ahead, you can read it. And I just thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, oh, you're just going to let somebody read your rhyme book? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I like read it and it was just like, wasn't that great? And I just thought like in my, like, I was like, damn, I was like, I really think I can do better than this. Like, and I started, and I started writing and stuff and started messing around with it. And then I started hanging out with him and we would like freestyle a little bit and mess around. And then I had an older guy that I, I used to help out at this, at this shop and stuff like under the table when I was younger and this older guy wrote like poems and stuff. And that was like, you know what I mean? That was around the time when I started getting into like, you know what I mean? Rock music as well. Like, you know, like Lincoln park and all that system of the down. That's when all that stuff started coming in and stuff. And he was kind of more of that realm and stuff. But like, you know what I mean? The poetry was still kind of there, like the rapping. So he kind of inspired me to start like, you know what I mean? Really like trying to write like songs and stuff. And, I just never stopped after that. I just fell in love, like just absorbed everything about it. That's super cool. So you're like really young, like 11, 12, which is still really young. You get to link up with the next people and they kind of inspire you to start writing. So how do you go about writing songs when you're young? Do you find beats? Like, how do you do this? Oh yeah. See, like when I was younger, like, it was just like, I remember like writing like, my own version of like Sean Paul's Gimme the Light. Like I remember like, you know, stuff like that. Like like and back then like I'm rapping about like escalades and stuff because that's what like I see everybody, like you know what I mean? Mm. It was like, I had I had no idea really what I was doing, but I just knew like how much I liked it and just loved like just po like even at a young age too with my like my grandmother and stuff used to send me like poetry and stuff, like religious poetry and like I was never really like into the religious aspect of it but like always the like you know the words i was always a fan of poetry like you know i mean making words rhyme and kind of doing that thing like so that's like you know what i mean that's was always my thing like oh like I, how can i make this rhyme and sound it good and then you realize it doesn't have to be the greatest rhyme the words in between it like make it sound so much better like the meaning of it the depth like Ooh, I like what you just said there, just on a songwriting part. The rhyme doesn't have to necessarily be the best if the words in between the rhymes are fucking fire. Well, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, like there's only so many words and everyone's rhymed. I'm like, yeah, you can come with, like, complex words and stuff, but, like, you know what I mean? You can, somebody can use a simple word, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, for ex I always use the example of the one Eminem song where he's like, yeah, dad, let's walk. Let's have us a talk we couldn't get one block without you knocking my block off it was all your fault or something like that like i can't remember exactly but like the way he hit it and the like he just made like block walk talk like you know what i mean simple words but like it had so much depth like you could feel like you know what i mean he's talking about his pops and stuff like i was just like damn like you know what i mean that's why i feel like he has that great like you know uh ability to make something so simple be so complex at the same time like it's kind of beautiful and shit like yeah, that's, that's actually a really good way to describe what he does extremely well when he's doing it. I like that side of him a lot more than the overly complex stuff he's doing now. That's, oh, yeah. I, I'm just, I don't think he's been a 16 bars in like years. Like <laughs> He just raps forever anytime he's on a song. Like, you know, he's just going to wrap his head off. <laughs> which like you know he always kills it and stuff but sometimes it's like you know what i mean like there was I'd one bars that hit me harder like 
Yeah, I hear you on that. There was one track on the side B of Music to be Murdered, but I made the mistake of choosing to review this album without listening to it before. So I was committed. And then one of them, he just raps at me for like three minutes straight forever. I remember in the middle of the verse going, I just don't care right now. And I couldn't listen to it. And then I'm like, this is going to be the worst review of my life. It was. But like, (laughs) yeah, no, like sometimes it's like three minutes of him rhyming shit wasn't as appealing but you know talk with walk with block lined up properly with some power behind it i can get behind that any day of the week oh yeah for sure like you know i mean not to take away nothing like you know i mean like like on a technical aspect what he's doing is like amazing like you know i mean there's no doubt about it and stuff but sometimes it's like it doesn't have to be so much so technical and so much like you know Mm. what i mean like you could just like something like more subtle like hits harder like you know i mean that depth in it like yeah i totally hear you um i agree with you for the record like i'm completely with that i find what he's doing now is akin to metal guitarist trying to shred at 320 bpm to prove they can rather than finding like a really good oasis groove because like oasis can groove and it's so simple but can you groove like oasis i don't think most of us could so it's like that kind of side of it all so fair enough you're like an early teenager discovering the world's music uh do you have access to the internet while you're in florida at all or is it like but how are you getting access to new music then if not with the internet in florida that was when uh we had direct tv down there that was the first time i ever had like a satellite or something like that and so that's when i started really getting into like mtv and like much music and stuff down there hold on y'all got much music yeah there was much music straight up that was that was when I first like experienced. I don't know if you guys had the box back in the day. We didn't. Well, maybe. Okay, other people may have. I didn't know what it was until I talked to Americans. Okay, like, well, because like the box was kind of like a channel you could just call in. You had to pay like maybe I can't remember how much it was, but you could request songs. And so when you're watching it, it would have the little numbers pop up, and you could see what songs coming up next. Whoever was like, you know, what I mean, ordering it. And so that's how, like, I like got introduced to a lot of stuff, too, like, and then, like, just friends and stuff, too, like, you know what I mean? Like, talking about, like, Eminem, I remember, like, my buddy, like, coming over with a, his tape cassette for the Slim Shady LP and playing Brain Damage for me. Like, dude, you gotta listen to this. Like, I don't, like, I've never heard nothing like it before. I remember just being like, what is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I saying, growing up on, like, like, west coast hip-hop and stuff like you know i mean nobody was really talking about those problems and stuff that he was like that were more relatable to me compared to like you know what i mean what i had heard previously and other stuff that makes a lot of sense um i'm i mean i also like the way you described it with uh, the comparison to this other realm of music that you were in too so and acknowledging the like relatability to yourself whereas i guarantee a lot of other people that listen to eminem and go i don't relate a damn thing to that dude's life but give me that snoop i relate to that shit and that's a fucking interesting part of music where it can hit us so differently um so as you're like going through this like journey are you like actually making songs or are you just kind of like writing shit down Nah, yeah like it just like just started off writing and stuff like i would just always write right and then wasn't probably until maybe like i was like 17 18 19 something like that i i was working with someone when i were i worked at burger king and the one dude there like 
I I would rap with, and he had equipment, and that's what the first song I ever recorded was like in his attic to like a beat that my buddy had gave me in high school. Like you know, what I mean, I had like my buddy gave me a beat a CD or a CD of beats in high school, but like I I didn't I didn't understand like you know what I mean like how to go about like I thought you had to go somewhere professional to record. Like I wasn't aware of like the home studio stuff and all that because it wasn't really popular back then and stuff. Not a lot of people were doing it like. Yeah, that's true. I would say um, it took me a long time to get comfortable with the idea of a home studio being a valid option. I mean, we're talking like mid-2010s, like before yeah. I even started to consider it. And I remember for a long time, the main narrative was like you had to go get the nice sound at the magical studio. And yeah, well, like, you know, I mean, one of the things that kind of like opened my eyes to that is just like recording in some of them studios and stuff. And I remember seeing this video with... Uh, it was like a Wiz Khalifa. It was like this song I heard all over the radio it showed him like recording his verse and it was in a hotel room. You know what I mean? He just had a mic thing up. It wasn't like, it didn't look like he gave two shits about the sound or anything like, you know what I mean? Setting it up and he just set up a mic and just like, you know what I mean? Recorded, like I'm sure like, the quality of the mic was amazing and stuff like, you know what I mean? I'm sure, but like, why go to all that lengths of like building a booth and soundproofing stuff like that when like you know what i mean like yeah no i hear you i'm i mean i'm certain the room had good acoustics or we wouldn't have bothered but like oh well, yeah i'm sure too but like you know what i mean i'm sure that like that's just like the premise is powerful right like i mean there are a lot of stories like that where like people just make songs in like even if you think of like the environment the wu-tang clan recorded in like there's oh, yeah. no way that was that was the grittiest shit like Riz's basement type yeah. shit. To be fair, they had gear, and that was a different time. But uh, well, and you can hear it in the quality of that music back then. You know what I mean, like. But um, yeah, I like that. So you ended up in the attic uh, recording this track, and what was, what was that like? I was just kind of like, you know, what I mean, it was awesome. It was like my first opportunity to kind of see like, you know what I mean? What can I do in that situation where I'm like, all right, I'm here in this room. We picking a beat. We're going to write a song to it right now and get it all done in one night. Like she so guys went that route with it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I just like, I had no idea what we were working on. Like, I just like, I had a thing of beats. Like I did, I just brought it just cause like, I assumed like maybe he would have beats or anything. Like, like I said, I was new to it. I wasn't really sure. And we started listening to some of it and then we just started listening to a few beats on it and the one that like kind of stood out to us like just kind of like started mumbling a hook to it came up with something and stuff laid it down and just we did a i, I did a 16 for it and then we just did a back and forth for the second 16 it was just me and him going back and forth that's super awesome I remember like just like too like afterwards like coming over the next time to try to work on something and like his like his niece downstairs like singing the song and just being like i'm like oh man like you know what i mean just seeing that like little thing like it just kind of was just like oh like you know what i mean this thing is kind of possible like Yo, that's huge so you got to witness somebody else singing your shit right away yeah. it was like kind of nuts like you know what i mean because you know obviously he was excited about it so he'd been playing it like all week i come back the next week they all like you know everyone at the house already knows the song and stuff so yeah that's actually kind of huge i can't say that there's a lot of times in my life where i've walked into rooms and people be fucking singing my songs at me 
that's that must have been such a huge fucking motivation oh yeah for sure like you know what i mean early on and then like i didn't get that feeling for years later <laughs> that was a little taste and then i didn't like you know what i mean i didn't get that for years so um was that in florida that that happened or is that back in uh pennsylvania oh, this, is, this is when i was back in erie yeah so um basically at that point uh do you release the track do you like put it out anywhere no, like, I, I didn't even, wouldn't even have knew how to release a track back then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I still don't even know, like, how you would have released a track back then. Probably YouTube or Rever Reverb Nation. <laughs> I think yeah, that, see, that like, was the I, hot shit back then. Yeah, and, like, I like I, I did put stuff on Reverb Nation before, but that wasn't until, like, you know what I, I mean? Like, that was, like, like oh, 09, probably, oh like 2010 like mm. like i said back in like like 07 and stuff like i knew nothing about the internet like yeah that's fair maybe youtube would have been the place i don't know i know that's back when a lot of people i know what i've talked to who are making music were doing the mixtape thing like they was just yeah. flipping mixtapes that seemed to be like the super popular grind unless you were signed um and i can imagine flipping mixtapes in erie would be a little bit harder than a lot of other places well there there's a huge hip-hop scene here that i didn't know about growing up say a word there like it's just like now like like i like it's it, it's it, i don't want to say it died down and stuff but like you know what i mean like there's been a lot of there's not too many venues anymore to do hip-hop events here and stuff like as the past couple of years and obviously with covid i shut all events down but like but you're saying Erie had a fucking popping hip hop scene at one point. Oh, like dude, like it, like and it, it still does. Like you know, what I mean, like I'm not like not to discourage anything. Right, right. Still, like there's artists right now dropping amazing work. Like, no, that's super cool though. And I say that because like I find sometimes um, having the perspective of like I don't know how many people are in Erie, but I imagine it's like a, a relatively smaller place. Which means if a place like that can have a thriving hip hop economy of any kind, and it can have any kind of like collective growth or whatever, right? Then any city can, right? Like anywhere can oh, yeah. pull it off if a place like like Erie, fucking Pennsylvania can do it. No disrespect to Erie, I'm just from Montreal, so everything sounds small to me, except for like New York and LA. But like pretty much everything else sounds like a small town by comparison. But like. That tells me, yo, if Montreal like just looks at that, they can be like, yo, how did Erie pull off some shit? Let's go look at how they did it, and then we can go take some fucking tactics. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just pulled it up on Google. Like, we have ninety-seven thousand people here. Shit. The fucking part of Montreal I live in has one hundred sixty-six thousand people in it. Damn, that's crazy. That's just the part. <laughs> <laughs> well, then in the same like you know, I mean, kind of happened as the like. A little smaller helps it for people to kind of like you know network and stuff and because i'm part of the i'm like there's a hip-hop scene and there's a music scene and stuff here you know what i mean there's a lot of great musicians and stuff in here i don't know if you know like i'm in a band as well i did not know and, yeah like and like you know what i mean that's where i kind of get to weave back and forth through the hip-hop scene and the music scene because like you know, like with my band and stuff that gives us gigs that they don't necessarily let hip-hop go into like Ah, yeah, you have that issue as well. When you have live music behind you, it kind of changes stuff, you know what I mean? Like, 
I do. There is a whole bunch of places that would never let hip hop come through in Montreal. Just facts of it. Like rappers can't rap there. Or like there's cafes where like if you swear you can't perform there. Or these yeah. environments like that. I've done tons of shows where like, you know what I mean? Like my homies like, All right man, can't swear. Gotta go like you know what I mean, <laughs> going over and stuff and I'm like, Oh man, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I, did, I just remember one I did in a cafe and I had to censor and I didn't swear in the songs I said ah fuck I'm not supposed to but like I said it like in between the songs and everyone had a giggle um, that's super cool so you have like a, a lot going on in Erie that I never even considered so in 2007 you put out your first song and then I guess what happens after that like for your like that I guess you get the bug and now you're gonna pursue it a little bit uh, honestly like you know I mean it kind of like it kind of like, I don't want to say it died, but it was just like, like, I just had other interests too, necessarily. Like, you know what I mean? Just growing up as a kid, just like, you know what I mean? Doing dumb stuff, like partying and wasting my time chasing girls. And like, you know what I mean? I skateboarded and stuff too. I'm still a skate, like, you know, I still skateboard. Oh, like, your skateboard is dope still. How'd you get into skating? Uh, that was like, it was the, it was when I moved back from Florida, actually, because when I first moved down to Florida, like, you know, what I mean, I grew up on the East Coast. Skateboarding wasn't really popular. I wasn't really feeling like, you know, what I mean, the vibe of it. But I remember like a buddy of mine down there skate skating and he was just like incredible. It was the first time I seen someone do some like real cool stuff on a skateboard compared just like a kickflip or something. You know what I mean? And I yes. was just like, yo, what the heck? And it just kind of like. I was like, oh, it's just so cool. And I started, like, my buddy had a longboard, so I started, like, just riding around on his longboard and stuff. Like, that's how I, like, kind of knew how to just skate. Like, I didn't know any tricks. And then when we moved back up here to Erie, one of my best friends actually had a skateboard, and he was, like, he just started getting into skating. And that's when the whole, like, we just started skating every day together and stuff and watching Rodney Mullen videos like i remember having him bringing over like uh and that was i did forget too like when i was in high school they did let me use a computer the one class let me use a computer but i had no internet or nothing to put on it all it was i used it for was music mm -hmm. and skate video i remember my friend bringing over a floppy disk uh and putting him in they're like that's how we got the skate videos there like Shit. and it was so like grainy and horrible like you know what i mean like but that was like everything that was kind of like that was just life back then and so that's like you know what i mean as like like to go back to what you were saying and stuff like as i was getting older like i didn't i didn't like necessarily put my head into like you know what i mean i didn't have that drive to like all right i need to do like this like i need to get this music out how can i do it like i i kind of just like you know what i mean i was just kind of just living life doing stuff it wasn't really till uh my buddy in the band, like actually like my homie Johnny, he already had a band and stuff like this. The band was there before me, like, and they, uh, a mutual friend, like knew each other. He came to my house one time for a party and like, he knew I rapped and I always like, I had like, you know what I mean? I had did projects with other, my other homie webs and stuff. Like we had put mixtapes out, but like, we didn't really know how to like, market or anything we tried we passed them out and stuff but we did like reverb nation stuff but like it wasn't until like you know i really got with johnny that like i went over recorded with him his one of the people in the band really liked the song we did so we started a side project a side band 
And that's when like I got my like first show and that's when I got the first taste of it really like being like, oh, like performing live. And that's when I really was like, you know, this is what I want to do and stuff like. And what did you do in the band? Uh, rap. Yo, you were in a rap band in like 2009? No, this was around, uh, I'm trying to think when probably like 2013, 2013, mm. if I'm not mistaken, like I, I, I could be mistaken. Cause I'm thinking like, it was right around the time my son was born in 2014. And that's when like everything kind of popped off right around having a kid. So it was kind of like, it got a little hectic trying to juggle everything. Like the music stuff started taking off the same time. Like, you know what I mean? The family thing did too. That's super nifty. So, like, prior to that, in, like, the 2009 to 2013, you're just kind of, like, floating around, trying to, you know, dibble and dabble, and then all of a sudden this bad situation happens closer to, like, 2013, and that's when... Oh, yeah, like, well, I, I kind of don't, like, you know, I mean, I don't want to take away from, like, because I was working with my buddy Webs, and we were, like, we put out three mixtapes together and You'll stuff. definitely and, like, tell us about putting out three mixtapes with Webs. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to skip over that. Like, you know what I mean? Cause my homie, shout out, like, my homie Webs and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? He's an amazing MC, just artist as well. Like, he sings, plays guitar. Like, you know what I mean? He's a he's a beast and stuff. Like, But, yeah, that's what, like, I met him and just kind of the party scene. Like I said, just kind of partying around. They were kind of just freestyling stuff at a, at a party. And I didn't freestyle too much. I was more of a writer at that time. Like, I still am, like. But that was like, you know, I mean, my first taste of having a freestyle, like, you know what I mean? Like improv and stuff. And just like, you know, what I mean, he was really good at freestyling and stuff. And we kind of like, you know, what I mean, I I helped him to get to writing more and he helped me to get to freestyling more. Then he started investing in equipment and stuff and started putting out our mixtapes. It was all on him, like really, like, you know, what I mean, like, so like, honestly, yeah, like definitely couldn't cut it out without him, like without him, like, you know, what I mean, like I wouldn't have had that drive just to keep going and stuff with it and just to like you know what i mean sharpen my skills and stuff like you know what i mean then one of my first experiences really recording coming up with stuff and like see i remember would we were you guys like uh and you guys weren't really performing you were just more like creating it and trying to like put it out and, and get some buzz online yeah 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 see i yeah i've i've, I've, I've never performed well i've performed with him since then like Right. But like we like during the mixtape eras, yeah, we didn't have no shows and all. like like I said, I didn't even really know there was a hip hop scene here then still cuz like you know what I mean, I was still kind of like just doing my own thing. Like I wasn't like I've never been like that person to go out to the bars and stuff all like that. I didn't know there was these shows going on and stuff at these bars like until later on like once I started like you know, that's when I started getting with Johnny and the band and starting to realize this hip hop scene that was here. It was crazy, like, you know what I mean? It's amazing artists here, like... Yeah, but there's even a big lesson in that, because I did the same thing. Um, I didn't go out a lot when I was young, and I was very unaware of the hip-hop scene that happened around me. And I accidentally stumbled into the scene by, like, a fluke of chance in my mid-20s, but the reality is, is, like, I found out there was a lot of cool shit happening that I could have been participating in had I just, like gotten places and you know tried to meet some people at a younger age rather than like do a mound thing in the corner with the peoples you know so yeah. like but like it's super i guess important then as like if you're a artist out there the one thing i found that is like across the board to be truth is um 
you kind of have to go out to the places where the music is to meet the oh, music yeah. people <laughs> otherwise you're not going to have an easy time in this world well and that's what i found like you know what i mean and that's what as i got later on like responsibilities and stuff like you know what i mean and i try to tell my girl this like you know what i mean i might get done with my show i might get off stage at like whenever but i was like i gotta sit there in politic i want to be there to watch everyone else like i i need to interact like you know what i mean like that's things like i have like you know part of the gig and stuff like you know what I mean? Yo, those so are big I dip out right away i know i'm missing opportunities and stuff like even a conversation even a conversation i might have that's with someone that might inspire me or something you know what i mean like even something little as that like yo you just gave another huge knowledge nugget to all the indie artists out there when you go to the show watch the show oh yeah and this is like even me criticizing a younger me because like i'm i'm guilty of the worst of them i smoke weed right so now you got to go outside for 15 minutes and smoke your joint and then it's 25 minutes because you got into a conversation but you miss like a 25 minutes of the show because you want to you know like but in reality if you're actually in the vibe, then you can walk up to the person after me like, bro, the way you did the blah, blah, blahs and that unlocks the door. And you know, people know when you're outside during their set. Okay. Like everybody knows when you're not there for your set at most of these shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what like, you know, I mean, that's a, a big thing. Like, you know what I mean? Shout out my homie Johnny again. That was one of the things like he would try to like drill in my head like early on and stuff. He's like, yo man, we got to stick around for the show and stuff like you know what i mean show some love support and like you know what i mean no one's gonna support you if you don't support them you know what i mean huge like, it's huge yeah, i appreciate you sharing all this is good um so basically if we go back <clears throat> to your story then and you're getting into this world it's when you guys were doing your mixtape thing that's when you and we webs went and met the next guy and that's when the band side project story picks up and then you get to go do your first show and you in the rap band at this time yeah and it was like in the first like the the first one though like i said it was a side project it was pretty much like the si side project of the other band everybody that was in the other band was in the side project too except for me and there was a girl lamore who johnny had happened to meet just the day of us all meeting up for music he had met this girl that sang and was like you know i mean she was really talented so we all he went over to our buddy dan's house we all just kind of met up and stuff and like we wrote a song in 20 minutes like it was just like her beating on the the table with pens and him playing the acoustic guitar she sang like a hook we wrote like i wrote my verse he wrote his verse we all just put together it just fit so well like you know what i mean like it's just like it's a still a song that we play like out with the band like it's like it's went through so many different renditions from there to the band now and stuff like you know what i mean like it was just like it was a beautiful thing like and that was another thing it was just like wow like you i think that was a part of the reason why like that like we got like pushed in because like uh, another artist from here who was having a cd release party came to one of the practices and just like he dug what we were doing so much. He was like, yo, you guys got to open for me. And he's like, put us on our show, like shout out profound produce and stuff. Like he, he was the one, like he gave me my first show with blue soul was the band. And it just, just took off from there. So the band that you were in is called blue soul. Yeah, that was the, that was the first one. And then it kind of like, 
as it went on, it was kind of hard to manage like both bands for like everyone and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? That was in the band. So that's when it came to that point where we just merged the bands together. And then like, and then the, the LEC is the band. That's what I like. And then that's when we just like me and Lamore joined the LEC. And I think our, I think that's around the time. Yeah. Cause they lost. So we lost one bass player and then Corona, Chris Corona, our bass player joined in with us. And that's when we started doing the LEC thing. Then what, is that, the, what does the LEC stand for? Uh, the lower East side connection. Yeah. I like that. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, we we and see like and we were thinking about like changing and stuff when we kind of merged and everything. We kind of went through, but I'm like they had already like done a lot with like you know I mean the band like as far as the name. So I'm just like even though it's kind of be like this is gonna be like the next phase of it, we need to still keep that band. Like we thought of different things for it, like loves extra cheese and stupid stuff like that. We couldn't really come up with nothing, mm-hmm. so we just like you know what I mean. We just keep it LEC. Yeah, I must be. F- so the one thing about being a solo artist my whole career is I've never had to negotiate on names with people. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it, it, when you have like six people trying to all like figure out something that they like and stuff, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard. Is it like that with song names and shit? Like, so I imagine, like, or is it like whoever was the songwriter write the names it or? Nah, nah, it's 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 way easier with like songs and stuff like. Like, I remember, like, sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Like, I might just throw an idea. We might we might write a song and have it done and not have a name for it. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that a lot. And then, like, and then there's some, like, where it's just, like, you know what I mean? We know where we're going with this. Like, me, generally, when I write, like, I like to have the, the concept and the hook kind of done so I know where I can go from there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I call that the essay format of songwriting. Where it's honestly like structuring your song like an essay so that you can bang out your arguments. It's not exactly like an essay, but it's the best way I can like parable that like method is what I, I look at it like. Because you need to like think about your essay ahead of time, know your content, da 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 da. So, um, yeah. You got to kind of write like, what is it, like an outline or something first just so you know where your story is going and going to end. Like, and then there's sometimes like you know what I mean sometimes I'll hear like a beat or something like that and I'll just start writing, mm. and then sometimes that helps too because by the end of the verse like I know where I want to go with it and hopefully like you know what I mean the hook comes easily or sometimes it don't sometimes like I, with this last album and stuff I did a lot of rewriting and stuff like you know what I mean some of these songs I wrote two songs too. And just kind of like in my head, I'm like, which one, like, which one I like feel more and stuff. Like, what do I hear when I hear this beat? You know what I mean? What stands out more to me? Like, I wanted to make sure that, like, you know what I mean? Everything was, I'm okay with it. Like, that's super fresh that you put that level of effort in. So, like, as of like 2014, then let's say you have a kid and you're in a band. And the band's all performing. Are you guys doing a lot of shows? Uh, yeah. Like, we would probably do, like... Uh, like, it, it varied in the years and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes we... Like, during the summer, we would have, like... I'd say, like, five or six shows a month. Like, July, August and stuff. September, it slowed down a little bit. We play, like, festivals and, like, music festivals around here. We got... We started, we were starting to get into some bigger shows before COVID hit and that kind of 
put a dent to it. So we're just like, like as of like this year, we have one show. We're playing the Chafee's Musical Festival here and stuff. Like it's like our hometown festival, music festival, and it's just like it's awesome. And like we got, I gotta go. I need, I need to perform. I need, I need that life back. How do you do something? See live music, even if it ain't me. <laughs> even if I'm not performing, just to see live music and be around it. Are there a lot of festivals in your part of the world? Yeah, like there's a lot in the, just the tri-state area here and stuff. A lot of music festivals and stuff. Um, how do you get like is it linked up with the festivals? Is it like a virtue of you just performed well and promoters no promoters or like? Well, like you know, I mean, like there's been numerous different like ways we've we've got into like you know what i mean like people hear us suggest us this hey give us this information sometimes we reach out to them we like like you go and just like find emails sometimes they'll just have it up there like you know what i mean like hey submit your like entries and stuff to the festival and stuff and you just gotta kind of be on top of it because you gotta do that stuff months in advance and you know what i mean there's other people that just help us out and I, I like to be honest like I, I'm like I'm not the biggest part of that when it comes to the band and stuff that'd be like my homie Johnny and Hope West and stuff like they're the ones that kind of hold that down everyone but like a, almost everyone the band gets us gigs and stuff from here and there just like you know being around like well, that's nifty the fact that there's six of you just means you're six times as more likely to get booked on the virtue of six independent networks collaborating together yeah, and we all kind of like, you know what I mean? We all stick, like, you know, keep our ear out there when you hear an opportunity and stuff. You want to take advantage of it. Now, how do you last that long in a band? That's like being in a relationship with six people for like seven years. It, it is crazy. We, there's been trials and tribulations. Like, it ain't it ain't easy and stuff, you know what I mean? But, like, these are my brothers and stuff. Like, it doesn't matter if the band, like, ends tomorrow and stuff. Like, these are still my brothers and shit. Like, you know what I mean? If I ever like getting the opportunity to like you know what I mean advance in this music stuff like I'm gonna try to like have them be a part of it in some way like we all have our own lives going on trying to make it work and stuff so that's cool that like you are like pulling it off uh, what's it like recording with the band like how do you guys go about actually like because I talked to a lot of rappers recording rap and I get that world I don't actually talk to a lot of people who've gone through working through that recording process with the band. So if you can walk us through that, it would be so fucking nifty. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, well, cause the first, like, when we we record our first project, there's the the one guy, uh, Trevor Husler. He's out in Denver, but he's he's from Erie and stuff. Big music person and stuff, like super like talented and stuff. He came back and recorded a few tracks for us. For the first project that I was part of the band with and that's like you get in there and you just kind of like just perform the song basically a scratch track let's get everybody in here let's do the song how we do it and stuff we record that but he might only have the drums are the ones that are really muted up in the other room and that aspect like that time and then like you know what I mean you record all the jump drum tracks there and all the music uh, instruments and stuff and then when it came to like i think like the next day we went to his house and recorded vocals there and stuff so you basically end up getting like the beat which is just all the stuff was done with the band and then you would just get it as like a beat do your vocal work on that 
and then he would just like take care of all this stuff after. Yep. Yeah. And part of that pro that that first project too, we recorded that like a lot of the other at my, our bass player Pat Roach. He lives in Jamestown, New York. And he has a, like a studio in his basement that he built. And we recorded all that out there, the rest of the project and stuff. And that's where I started. I recorded a lot of my beginning stuff there as well. Like, it's just like, it's a great environment. Like, So like, what makes you decide to pursue the solo career and like go down that path with it? Well, I like, Taking it back to when uh, we were in the Blue Soul Band, there was Lamore, the girl that was singing with us, she had got pregnant and she was just like, she was one of them people that just like, she wanted to get so much stuff done before she was pregnant. And she started getting into shooting music videos and she's like, I want to shoot you a music video and you a music video. And she told like, and I didn't have no solo, like solo songs recorded at that time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and she was like, oh, you need to go. And she just like, she's like, just, find beats online and just like, you know what I mean? Just like put a mixtape out with just beats online just so you have solo stuff. So you're not missing opportunities to perform. Like, you know what I mean? You can be performing solo as well. So you don't need the band. And she was kind of the one that helped me like kind of push me into it. And like my homie Johnny, like the other MC in the band, like he was the one that helped me record and stuff. Like he had the stuff at his house. So I, he recorded my whole first mixtape at his house and our bass player, Pat Roach, we sent it off to him in Jamestown and he mixed it all down for me and stuff. So, so <clears throat> at that time, are you going with, uh, the tone, the tone Fotch, um, branding? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, cause like my, like my name, like Tony Fasciano. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, I had to think of like, I had thought for years since I was 11, I'd been trying to come up with a rap name and nothing ever really stuck. Like, and so then that's when I just kind of came with the idea and I was just like, you know, everyone already called me Foch, you know what I mean? People already call me Tone. <laughs> so it was just like, it was kind of easy. And I was just like, mm. I was like, oh, spell it this way, four letters, four letters. It's just like. Yo, but it's even like better because that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like other people give you that shit and then you adopt true, yeah. that name. So in a sense, it's like you did it proper by going with that method. At least in my opinion, for the people that don't agree with yeah. me. Well, yeah, thanks. But like, you know, I mean, that's what like, and that sometimes you don't realize it. Sometimes just like kind of hit, like you know, what I mean, I didn't know what the everyone already called me Foch, so like you know, what I mean, I'm like, don't Foch, like just kind of cut that, like, because then another lot of people like Tony Foch or like you know, what I mean, or they'll say Fock or all that. Like we was talking about, like you know, what I mean, I just went like because my name's my last name is F A C C H. And I just thought, like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'll just drop one of them C's and just make it four letters. I was like, if people don't understand how to read it, like, oh, well. Like, that's kind of how stuff is nowadays. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it looks, a lot of stuff. It, it looks German to me. It makes my brain want to go to, like, a German pronunciation with, like, Fach or something like that. I don't even know if I said that right. Um, but, like, that's why it's so hard. Like, I'm trying to fight that inclination as I, as I see it written there. Um, so you said like, so how did, how do you like then break into the hip hop scene? I guess you're now aware of it because you've been performing. So there's some level of crossover. And see, and that was like when I started getting a little more and stuff, like she started like 
she started her own kind of entertainment like company she was trying to get off and i was like one of the artists on board with that and she actually helped me out because i made that mixtape and she put on a show she like put on a cd release party for me and stuff and that was like my first like official like headlining show and kind of helping me like just get in the sea more and stuff because other than that before that i was just performing with the band here and there whenever we could like and at that point i hadn't we hadn't merged the bands together so it was there weren't too many shows for blue soul at that time but it was dope a lot of people dug it just like you know what i mean it was just a real like just like acoustic vibe feel to it like she used to have a guitar on a keyboard stand taped to a keyboard stand and she would beat on it with the pens and we would mic that up and then we had our other like the drummer is in the band he would play like he played bongo sometimes he played on his cajon something i don't know if you know what a cajon is i'm not fully it's sure like, what a cajon is no it's a it's like a box you sit on and you hit it in different spots and i do like know what that is yeah yeah, like he ended up getting one of them and kind of started playing around on that and stuff like you know what i mean like sometimes it was kind of like a nightmare to to hook sound up and stuff for the sound guys and stuff but like i just loved the like just the like realness of it and stuff like my buddy had the one song he played the harmonica on and stuff it was just like real like bluesy like it was it was awesome so you guys would do that all over or is that just I like just that one event it around town like you know we did a few shows in jamestown and stuff we would we would link up a lot of shows with the band too because that's like that's what kind of led to like merging the bands together because sometimes we'd like you know i mean lac would be headlining there'd be another band but then blue soul would open so then it got to the point where it's just like why don't we just put these bands together like you know what i mean and we can make like stretch out the catalog more so we have more songs and stuff and that's fresh stills. How many albums did y'all release with the band? Uh, I did two, and I think there's three, four altogether. Yeah, four, because they did two before me. The first out, the first one was my home. The second one was self-titled LEC Connection, if I'm not mistaken. And then we, when I first came on, we did Whole Again. And then we just put out an album reset in 2019, is it? Or 18? I'm not sure. Um, the, the year, it feels like I was in a time warp for the past years. I'm sure a lot of people feel. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely harder to make sense of the last five years than it used to be. A lot less cues. It's like everything got kind of detached. Um, so you decided to start doing the mixtape thing and you just go around and now you're starting to perform as a rapper and uh how so that at that point you're saying the scene in erie is doing pretty well though a lot of people oh yeah like how many yeah. how many artists would there be in this scene would you be able to estimate that i honestly bro like i couldn't even give you a number to be honest with you because like you know what i mean i'm on a like i'm a there's so many different kind of artists in this town and stuff like you know what i mean and some stuff might not necessarily be my taste of music and stuff but like you know what i mean i don't want to say that there's like 10 good artists in town like in some because there's definitely more than that that like just that i know of and i know there's tons of people that i don't know about and stuff because like i'm sure there's other like hip-hop scenes and stuff that have like that are bubbling i'm not a part of anymore because i'm at home now with my family and stuff you know what i mean more than more than often that's like my main focus right now 
really like especially after covid hits and stuff you got to kind of prioritize like you've been out i've been at home just taking care of the family and stuff like you know what i mean just working home yeah it's serious still stuff so you go through this whole like playing with the band thing you're performing at the various shows in the scene um when do you start like working on your album and how does that like come about oh uh, well uh, Craze actually hit me up. I'm trying to think when it was. Like, it was a while back. It was after I put my first mixtape out with Lamore, because and then he was like asking about who I was with and stuff, and stuff. And he was telling me about how he was starting like his like his label, and he wanted to like you know what I mean want me to be a part of it. And I was like, just I had a lot of stuff going on, and I didn't like like and then yeah, and I had a. Uh, EP that I had just recorded and stuff too so I was just like you know what I mean I'm like I kind of got my own thing going on so I just kind of stuck with doing it and we would just always be cool like you know what I mean he'd always hit me up and stuff and we would just kind of bullshit back and forth until like we kind of started talking again like I can't even think of when maybe this was 2018 or something like that again and he just kind of said it again was like you know what I mean he's like I'd really like to help put out a Tone Foch album that you know what I mean, that I think you're capable of doing and shit. And so then, and I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I got nothing to lose. Like, this guy seemed like, gen- I didn't know him that well. And that's maybe why I was reluctant at first and stuff. But we started to build, like, you know what I mean, a better relationship and stuff. And, yeah, he just started, like, I because, uh, yeah, and I was on his project, too. I did a verse for him. And a lot of people, like, liked it. And, like, you know what I mean? So then, like, he sent me another verse for me to get on, and then that's when he just started, like, we started talking again, and then he just started sending me packs, like, with beats, like, and just was like, go ahead, pick through what you want and stuff, you know what I mean? And as we just went from there, we saw, I started just writing and stuff and coming up with songs. and So... so- <clears throat> Basically, the albums is called Lyrics Over Silly Trends, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yes, laws. So what what like led to that whole like concept? Well, I just like you know what I mean. I just as going through it and stuff like I I had the the title track lost like I had wrote that and stuff and that's like I just like see a, like a lot of my like stuff is geared like you know what I mean. I'm one of them guys that listen to music for the lyrics. Like, I don't care how it sounds and stuff. Like, like if the lyrics are there, like even these catchy, like, you know, songs that you like hear on the radio that are super repetitive and stuff like, you know what I mean? If it has good writing to it, I'm going to appreciate that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I love and stuff. And that's why, like, you know what I mean? In the end, I was just like, well, I'm not going to try to do nothing no one else is doing. I'm just going to let the lyrics speak for themselves. And I went through a lot during the process of this album and stuff like you know what I mean a lot of loss too and stuff so it just kind of like everything started to kind of have like a double meaning as well to it so it just felt more and more right to put like for that to be the title lost like and then I wanted like you know I mean I didn't want it to just be lost so that's when I like I came up back and lyrics over silly trends like and I had a few song and I was like I just felt like it fit the album good like uh, and then I was like it just went with it Craze helped out with the album cover and stuff. Like we bounced forth some ideas back and forth, and he came up with the idea for that. Like, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, that sounds dope. Let's do it." So, and then you, 
And so, how long did it take you to put together this 18-track piece uh, album? It was it was some time. Like it was it was probably at least a year and stuff. But just like like I said, with COVID hitting and stuff, like you know, I mean, that set us back a lot of stuff. Like we sat on the album for a little bit too and stuff, wanting to wait till things were kind of getting back to normal and stuff before dropping it and. Yeah, and like, you know, I mean, I dealt with a lot of stuff, like, you know, I mean, I, I lost a nephew, I lost my father, like, there was just like a lot of things kind of going on in my life. And it just kind of like, you know, I mean, just life kept throwing me punches, and I was just bobbing and weaving, I'm trying to get to the end with it and stuff. But like, we got there and shit. So I'm pumped. So now that so you guys put the album out, and uh, what was it like to drop the project during this time? Like, I don't know what like, the live scene is like in your part of the world or what you're allowed to do these days well like what made you decide to just drop it oh well like you know what i mean and it was like craze hit me up and saying like i think it's time to do it and stuff and i was just like all right man like you know what i mean he has just as much if not more than me invested in this as well and stuff so like you know what i mean i trust him and stuff and he's had like this is my first kind of big project dropping and stuff like before it was just mixtapes and EPs and stuff, nothing really I could put on Spotify and stuff. So, you know what I mean? I'm trusting his vision and trying to do my best to just whatever like he needs from me, just so we could just kind of get this thing out there just so people could hear it and stuff, try to build a buzz and stuff. So we have a project we're working on together and stuff. I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about it, but <laughs> got one of those in the works too and stuff like you know i mean it's a lot of it's some good music like we've been making some good music together and stuff like and i'm just excited like i just like you know what i mean i want to get it out i want to get back to normal i want to start performing start shooting music videos have you done a lot start. of music videos uh i got like i think like three or four solo music videos and then with the band i think i got like four or five do you like doing videos? Huh? Do you like like doing the whole shooting videos process? Oh yeah, it's dope. Like you know what I mean. Like taking back like the one video with the band. Like we were doing. I told him I was like the only thing I want to do in this video is I want to just be wrapping my part, sitting on the handlebars of a bike, <laughs> taking me back to that old Snoop Dogg when Snoop Dogg sitting on the handlebars of that bike, like wrapping his thing, like wrapping his verse, like. And that's what we do, you know what I mean? It's so much fun. Like, I love just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a performer, too, and stuff, like, at heart. So being able to perform stuff like that and just have something that's permanent, like, you know what I mean? Always be able to go back and look at them videos and stuff. And it'll take me back to that time in my life and that song. And Yeah, it's super cool. Um, So, like, it you what made you decide to like almost go down the road of having somebody manage all this shit because that's like super different where it's you're just like yo i handed it all off and i'm doing the art dad thing oh like you know what i mean like he's just like it, it, you got to put your trust into someone like as we talked earlier a lot of these people that like you know what i mean might be the creative side might not be best at the business side and i'm not gonna act like i am i'm not the best at the business side and stuff like you know what i mean like i got if i was in years in the dark about internet and shit like you know what i mean like i'm not like the most knowledgeable guy when it comes to maneuvering on the internet and like technology like that so like having someone that and just the fact he believes in me like you know what i mean no one else mm. like 
just came to me and just been like, hey, like I like what you're doing. Like him telling me, like, you know what I mean? I want to make a Tone Foch album and shit that, like, you know what I mean, that needs to be made. And that alone is just like, you know what I mean? I'm like, when he said that, I'm like, yeah, like me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's see if we could do it. And I think like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's helped me tremendously on it and shit too. Like, you know what I mean? He He's definitely earned that executive producer title on it and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Whether it be like saying like, hey, maybe we should switch it up. Like, you know what I mean? Do this or do that. Like maybe cut this word out so it fits a little better or something like that. You know what I mean? For the hook or something like that. Like he's been a big part of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm super grateful. Like we wouldn't be here talking if it wasn't for him. So that's definitely true. Yeah, he uh, definitely um, it did link us together. I met him like random too, man. He just like hit me up and was like, you want to review my album? And I was <laughs> so new to album reviews that that was so, I was like, you want me to review your album? <laughs> Why, yes, you have stroked my ego. That didn't last that long in life. But yeah, the first like two or three people that hit me up, I was like, yes. And then, um, yeah, there's at least one of his tracks that I fucking swear to this day I still play. I don't know, it has like this girl techno y kind of intro and then he just fucking comes in and raps. And I'm just like, yo, that was a vibe. And I like it to this fucking day. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then. Yeah, he's a good artist too. Like, you know what I mean? That was the thing too. Like, I liked what he was doing as far as an artist too. I and, just felt we would like mesh good together, even though we're like, you know what I mean? We're not the same. But, like, you know what I mean? We have a lot of similar interests, a lot of, like, you know what I mean? Stuff that I feel like meshes good together yeah and then yeah he hit me up and he's like you can interview my dude and i know he talked about you in the past like i remember him mentioning that he was like putting this together and then he like followed up with it all this time later i'm like yeah that's like serious that's like a legitimate follow-up um so you're in a band that's going to a festival you just dropped a rap album uh what what are your like plans for the next year or so um, <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Like, you know what I mean? Just like now, like, like in the, just getting this, like, you know what I mean? Getting to this festival after like we're getting back with the band. That's what, like, you know what I mean? We had a year off, like we didn't really get together COVID because like our bass player stays in New York and Jamestown. So and just with all the COVID stuff and everything, like I say he has his family and stuff. So we kind of kept our distance during that time and stuff. And now we're getting back together and kind of getting back into the groove of things, working on that. Like, and then I want to like, you know what I mean? Like I want to put out at least another, like two music videos and stuff for the album, just to try to help promote it and stuff. Like hopefully do more interviews and just kind of try to get it out there and stuff for, I know nowadays people's attention span is so short. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to like you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not convinced about that. People say that to me all the time, but I'm convinced because my attention span's starting to get short like that too. <laughs> but that's because we're old people, right? Like, and that's always been the case. You have kids and you're multitasking. But then I found myself doing this crazy fucking shit. I found myself watching long stuff in chunks, and then I noticed everyone's doing that, and then I realized. The stats make it sound like everyone has, like, fucking the shittiest attention spans. And I think to a degree, with the amount of volume of stuff out there, 
a lot of stuff makes you get encouraged to like flip around but content on youtube is getting longer like longer and longer and when i look around i'm like seeing all kinds of love for like really full-length projects everywhere when people really like it like take freddie gibbs and alchemist and shit like that yeah you're well and see like and i feel like that's like you know what i mean that's that demographic that i would like to hit too you know what i mean because those people like you know what i mean that's our age yeah I feel like but it's also kids it's it's just i feel like the way that a lot of content is consumed is changing but i also think that when people are interested in anything they will put the time into having an attention span for it and i think that in a lot of cases people just often consume content they're not interested in probably because of silly trends like this is something i think a lot about lately and i'm like yo i know people that would probably just listen to your whole album and fucking just bump it because they really like technique and they like songs that like follow that bar structure and and etc and i'm like now nah, there's whole markets for that it's just a matter of how do you connect the people who want that as their interest with the things they're actually interested in rather than the way algorithms use shitty metrics to like do the short attention span thing so like i think algorithms are a problem in that regard but people find things that they really really like i mean you look at the my biggest case points and I, there's two of them i have is the marvel cinematic universe makes no fucking sense if people have no attention spans like it doesn't make sense like disney doesn't make sense if people don't have attention spans right like um the other and people love it because it's i haven't watched any of the marvel shit so i can't attest to it but i have been told the the wars movies were really fucking great and shit like people love this shit the other thing i see is facebook comment fights i don't know what it is but that could make 50 motherfuckers sit there with popcorn watching two motherfuckers argue in the comments for four hours so again, like, there is a time and a place for attention spans. And I wonder if it's like, I wonder why people believe that nobody pays attention when there's all these, like, examples of it out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, because, but there are examples of the short attention span as well, too, you know what I mean? Like, and I see it, like, I, I, like, I feel like it's more directed towards, like, the youth just because a lot of like you know i mean you look at all these videos and stuff like vines and tiktoks and like all that stuff is like you know i mean real short because they like you know i mean they want to give you that content quick and then on to the next thing it's same with like songs nowadays and stuff i see it like you know a, a song has to be a real monster song to kind of stick around for months and stuff and have people playing it like people are so on to the next thing and stuff and I did, and, I, and I'm only basing this off of what I see on Facebook. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't have that. Like mm. I'm not out. There I'll give it to you with the with the music thing. There's just a lot of music, so sometimes yeah, it's hard to like pay attention. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, you over flood the market and stuff like with it, and then uh, like a bunch of people are like, you know, what I mean, gonna get swept under the rug or forgot about because there's so much content. Like it's hard to focus. Like there's. There's dope rappers I know that are dope that I don't even listen to just because, like, I feel like, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, like, <laughs> you haven't sparked my interest that enough to get me into you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like you. I, I, I like, I'll use an example of, like, Logic. 
you know what I mean? I know Logic's a dope rapper and stuff, like, you know what I mean? But I've never really heard a song that made me like, I need to listen to his album. So, yeah, I mean? but that's but even if you think about the words you used, interesting. So like, me, like there's something about a lot of music that I find like just doesn't ki- like it's so amazing, but it won't connect with me in a way that will make me consume the product over and over again. But then I find these songs that for X Y Z reason interest me so much, whether it's because it sounds good, or I fucking swear it's shit like Man's Not Hot where it's because man my girlfriend gets hot on my behalf and tries to tell me to fucking take clothes off all the time and so when i heard man's hot, not hot for it was just the perfect song for me you <laughs> know like it's the dumbest reason sometimes that we fucking fall in love with shit to like chain consume but back to what you said interesting so by like creating the character of tone fuck almost or even if it's you and you're just putting it out there like that right it creates more interest in you which makes people want to fuck with your music and support it. And honestly, you just need a thousand people to give you five dollars a month, and you're set. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. So like, well, like you know, that's why, like, with my album, like, I tried to open up so much too, and kind of give like a a part of me to it, because I feel like those are the artists that like I grew up with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we talked about Eminem earlier and stuff. Like, you feel like when you grew up listening to Eminem, you knew everything about him. Like, mm. even though you didn't, but, like, he put so much of them in the music. Same with DMX. Like, you know, DMX ability to, like, tell a, a story and put you, like, in the same exact place where he was at. Like, you know what I mean? You felt like you were right there with him. Like, the visuals he would paint and stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, just draw me in. Like, I feel like I'm, like, you know what I mean? I'm there. I love what you're saying because I hear it in your album. Like, I... I could tell right away that from a style perspective, you're gonna have a love-hate reaction with people. You're gonna fuck with what you're doing, or you're not gonna fuck with what you're doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But if they fuck with what you're doing, I was mad impressed at your versatility of topics. Like I was, and and sound. Like my favorite one is the guitar one. I don't remember the name of it, but that shit's a fucking bop. I was like, okay. I, and that was it like I'm in the middle of it and at first I'm like it's a lot of rap and stuff I got it. and then that guitar and I'm like bro that's nice and then by the end of the album you got like sad shit going on singers I'm like yo okay this is like a full on like I don't want to say this in a bad way but like, it almost feels like the classic albums had a bit of a check a box feel we gotta make sure we have this song on it we gotta make sure we have that song on it and hey, in bro, the best possible way I feel like you <laughs> accomplished that I honestly was trying to do that, bro. Like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? I thought about all them albums I liked when I was like, you know what I mean? A song that you could ride to, a song like that's emotional, a song that like, you know what I mean? It's just where I'm just going hard rapping, a song where like, you know what I mean? I did a song for my girl and stuff. Like, just something, I just wanted to have something on the album for everyone and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And just show like the, my versatility. Like, I appreciate you saying that. Like, that means a lot to me because I feel like, you know what I mean? That's what I was trying to do. It's just put out like you know what I mean everything that I have like you know what I mean I'm just gonna put like you know what I mean that's why I say in the first line of the album like bringing everything to the table this is like Christmas dinner <laughs> I'm bringing everything to the table I'm trying to like you're also like fucking humble on the album like I like that you're like confident but humble and that's a fucking good uh 
blend in light of the fact that you have such a powerful lyrically driven project and i think that there's a lot of people that would appreciate that thank you yeah man like you know what i mean at the end of the day i ain't shit nobody ain't, i ain't better than no one else no one really is yeah i don't know then it's just like, a you know, matter of finding so with that it's just a matter of finding more people like that they'll fuck with you Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? That's why, like, and that's why I wish, like, the things, like, would have been a little more back to normal so I could try, like, just get out to people and reach out to people and stuff. You know what I mean? Because that's a big thing, too. Social media is a is a great platform, but when you reach out to people and hit people on them levels and then they go to social media and start sharing your stuff and talking about you and stuff, like, you know what I mean? Yo, that helps a lot, too. Like, you know what I mean? Big yes. Yo, when people... Just on a on a psychological front, when somebody you didn't ask them to do it makes some fucking post about your shit and tags you in it, it's kind of like yo, that's way cooler. Like it makes me feel oh, like, oh. like oh yeah, for sure. Like I I don't know I like it makes me feel like less inclined to ask people to do shit like that just because like the more it can happen organically, the more I'm actually kind of doing well with it. Is my feeling with it maybe it's not the best way to approach it maybe it'll take longer but it's fucking cool hey, to hey. me hey bro to be honest with you, i don't ask nobody to share nothing i ain't never asked no one to share my shit like you know what i mean because I, I understand that it ain't for everybody and stuff and if you really like it you'll share it like you know what i mean i feel like that like you know what i mean i'm kind of in the same sense i like you said i know i should be like you i should reach out to more people my hey like you would you mind sharing this and stuff like you know what i mean I know I could go on Facebook and spend like 200 bucks and have some page share it for me and they'll be like, white boy spits hard and kills it and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I'll get a bunch of views. But I was like, I would rather go a more organic route of like, you know what I mean? Just like, like a lot of my stuff too, as thinking about this project too, and a lot of like, you know what I mean? What my, I want my brand to be like more than anything. I just want it to be about integrity more than anything. Cause I don't want, like, you know what I mean? I don't want to compromise like my integrity or my opinion, my voice to try to conform or just to get my music out there. You know what I mean? Like if you like it and you listen to it, like dope. Like I appreciate it so much. Like, you know what I mean? But then the same, like, I'm not going to try to shove it down your throat and anything. And I'm not going to try to do something with someone just cause I know it's a good look for me and might get some, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing my best to try to just like, you know what I mean? Stick to what I know and what I love and just be true to me. I hear stuff. you. And that was a big part of lyrics over silly trends too. Like, you know what I mean? Just being that like person that's just like, you know what I mean? I love rap. I love the culture. I love the craft of it. Everything. Like when I hear a new rap song and stuff, like I was listening to the flash or I said, listen, I was watching the flash the other day and the song came on and it's just like, it's real heavy as dude rapping all crazy. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, I pull my phone out and I, like, you know what I mean? I search it on Google, like, it tells me, and it's like this UK group, The Prodigy, I think. I'm like, and they did that, they have that song, uh, when I looked them up, it was that smack yo bitch up. Mm. Like, that was, that was, that was that band. But this other song was just like amazing. Like, it was just so good. Like, it was just such a lyrical, just great song. I was just like, holy shit. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, they're playing this on the flash. <laughs> it was just like, it was so random, but like, <laughs> I just like, you know what I mean? I just love shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? When you can hear authenticity, like 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell when someone's not authentic, mm. I feel like. Real recognize real, always. Like, I definitely feel that. So I have a question about a possibly silly trend. I say it's a possibly silly trend because I used to think it was a silly trend until I had this crazy organic moment on it that makes me feel like it's a less silly trend. And it's TikTok. I know it sounds crazy, but there's this whole vibe of TikTok where there's beat makers who make beats and then there's rappers who rap. And I'm not talking about trendy shit. I'm talking about like you do your thing exactly as you do your thing. So two things were crazy to happen. I made this silly rap about morning hair. And then I open up the TikTok on the homeboy Seab Dread is, yo, hold it. Don't worry about your... And I'm like, this motherfucker just TikTok rap me. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. So I'm like, yo, Seab Dread, I'm not really... You know, you know, like we just kind of started doing this thing where we started TikToking at each other by uh, our raps. And I'm like, yo, if I had more friends on here TikTok rapping with me, we could do like this whole almost like fucking fun story-esque vibe you know but then the second organically amazing thing happened this next man tags me in this shit he stole one of my tiktoks and put a beat under it i'm like uh, no <laughs> like so I'm, would you be open to like trying out some shit like tiktoks and reels and shit like that and like it's real funny you say that dude because i started like i I made a TikTok maybe like a week ago, and I was just like, because of like, I don't know if you know who uh, Kato on the track is. Yes. He's a producer and stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with like Jaron Benton and stuff. I'm a big Jaron Benton fan and like Kato and stuff. And I seen him posting on Instagram. He's doing these like TikTok challenges and the beats and just like, and then I've seen another artist from here and like, you know what I mean? That had just started it too. Like, and he's just super dope and, and I was just like, oh, like, I just realized and I started like, you know, what I mean, because they show TikTok videos now are popping up on Facebook and YouTube and all this yeah. stuff. And so, like, you see it and then you're just like, wow, there's this whole like kind of thing of like fucking the music, like, you know, what I mean, the duets and people doing it. I'm like, that's really cool and shit. Like, you know, what I mean, and to like what you to what you're saying, like, I wouldn't necessarily call that a silly trend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it would be like. I guess it would be silly if like everyone was like doing the same thing maybe like and stuff and it just got to be like but like you know what I mean I've seen so many different like videos and different versions of like songs and stuff and people doing that stuff and I'm just like yo this is really cool and stuff like and to add to the other thing about the attention span like I feel like that's what a lot of people too because you hurry up and like shit like how much can you even get a full 16 so you know what's stuff? fucking crazy about TikTok they just moved it to three minute videos oh, as wow. yesterday See? and i knew they were going to do it and i knew that that's why i'm thinking attention sounds i'm like yo why is instagram fucking things 10 minutes now like why do they keep making the space longer yeah that's a fucking valid point man that's your your true like that's right like i'm also like kind of i can't say it happens often but i've had multiple streams where like 11 people sit there for like four hours i'm like that's not a lot but if i can find a thousand of those i'm set you know like well, yeah for sure like, you know what i mean that, that's huge and stuff like i don't know if i would ever like sit there in a uh something like that for that long uh, even when that i'm not like with with the snyder cut like i'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah, that like the yeah snyder cut, like 
was four hours long. Like I fell asleep during that shit. Like I woke up early. I woke up in the morning, had the day off. I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch this. With fresh sleep, I still fell asleep like during it. Like I had a full night's sleep and it's still like just long. I was like, man, not and not that I was pumped to see it. I was interested in stuff too. Like it was just like sitting that still for so long kind of got to me like yeah, I respect that, but I also don't think people just like sit still because I think a lot of people are on their phones and shit, so they go cook or blah 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 bleep and True, and we're, yeah. we're like look at podcasts or again music also fits into this right. So take your album, like maybe I wouldn't sit still for an hour and, and uh, eight minutes. I did, but I was I was working. That's what I did when my first listening to your project. Like I like to work when I listen to music. I want to know what it's like to work to it. I know it sounds weird, but I realized. I listen to music most honestly when I'm cycling and when I'm working I'm like as a person not as it's connected to my world so it matters to me what it sounds like on my cycle and it matters to me like what it sounds like while I'm getting shit done and then I suppose the showers and all that shit too but she goes showers is sing-alongs I don't give a fuck what anyone says it's Britney and shit we doing Britney in the shower but like but like yeah so like I, I worked to it. I'm like, it was good, man. Blended. It's almost like a, you don't have to listen to it. It's like music. You know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but it matters. Because, like, those vibes and shit it started kind of being more important. And, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot where I was going with that at the beginning of this, though. So yeah. I totally got derailed in my thoughts. But I'm glad that you're super open to TikTok. I know I started Reels because uh, homeboy put me up on the fact that like yo you run that shit through a distro kit or whatever when you fucking put out your album now right and that motherfucker's probably in the reels because we gave it to facebook which means if you start doing like a reel every day or two where you just sit there with your fucking song and film yourself you get like a thousand spins sometimes if you put hashtag explore page and uh i don't know what that's worth but they're monetized spins for your artistry. So that could be like a dollar or some shit just to post hey. a reel. But if you do like a lot of them and then over time it builds up. The, yo, I, I, my Insta started going up a bit and like people's be fucking harding it more. And I'm like, hold up. So I'm getting spins and appears to be seeing shit. So like it's cool to like see that you're open to that. Because I think there's ways to leverage this shit that's not corny or at least true to yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, I always said that too. Like, I would always give the example of, like, I seen the one band that, like, went viral and they were playing Mario Kart. They played a theme song to Mario Kart. And I'm like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's some, like, it's kind of a trendy thing, but I'm like, it's a cool thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's not something like Same. that you, I like, like, like I would be like, you know, I mean, that's mean something to you. Like, I'm imagining now if you don't know what Mario Kart is and you just did it because, you know, Mario Kart's like popular or whatever. Like, that's when it kind of gets weird. But like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Sure. They all grew up playing Mario Kart and shit and like probably fiddled around playing it. Like, you know, what I mean, at practice and was just like, why don't we just do this and put it out just for fun? And then that's the stuff that hit somebody and sparked. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's super fun to listen to. Yo, what's it like being a dad doing all this? Because, like, I hear your kids in the background, and you just got, like, this stone cold, like, I'm good. I don't even hear it no more. <laughs> well, it's like, I like I don't know. You can see me. I have been kind of, like, looking off. My son tried mm. to wave me down at one point, and I, just, I told him, like, he's actually, like, I'm, I'm proud of him because I hear him in there trying to 
settle them down because I have my niece here as well that I'm watching. <laughs> and but like, yeah, they're like, they're crazy. Like, it's hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, trying to balance life in general. And then you got someone that's just looking up to you for everything. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, it's hard. Like, you know, trying to like, just balance life. Like, I feel like I'm doing a good job. I feel like I could be doing better. I feel like I could be doing worse. But like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. Doing my best to try to balance it out. Like, I feel like that's life is balance, really. Now, now that I see it, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's definitely like a parent. Like, okay, back to <laughs> that's amazing. Well, he just turned and looked and like kind of waved at me. I'm like, that's fun. Um, so I guess there's no like home studio recording for you then with kids, or can you pull that off here? I, know, I am like, like honestly, like the past two or three years, like I've been trying to just like you know what I mean, like work out a budget to start try to build a home studio here, but just life just keeps hitting me <laughs> like literally like lost like you know what i mean have new cars to get in accidents to just like you know what i mean stuff happening and stuff like now i'm finally at that point where i want to start shopping around again just try to like you know what i mean get something down there because i feel like that's a big part of like you know what i mean a creative process too being able to be at home and just like anytime you get an idea to go and lay it down even if it's something silly or like i would probably just sit there and freestyle ideas like i know i could put out a whole album just freestyling <laughs> it wouldn't be the best but like you know what i mean if you kept if like you when you could pick it apart and stuff like you know what i mean i would do silly stuff like that if i could if i had the opportunity like yeah it's definitely um simpler you know what you know what it really changed for me was i would try to like fit shit into a three-hour block and yo like that means you're compromising if you're trying to like hit a time limit and now i don't have a time limit so i can like yo i spent many hours doing the same verse just for like three hours straight until you know like a bunch of shit like that i never would have done it if i was paying for it so like it gives you that like luxury too to practice or like i think i'm supposed to record some something for the homeboy and i was like you know what i tried to do it on stream and i felt like this is boring but i can do it offline and it won't be boring it'll still be boring for me but like no it's not like i can take 30 minutes and figure it out and not have to like fucking worry about the impact of doing it you know like so it, it kind of gives you freedom and then i just pictured having kids and how it would be restricted freedom <laughs> yeah i feel like it's like you know i mean for the most part like my son he's at that age where like he'll play that video game all day if i let him <laughs> mm. i try not to like, stuff like my daughter's the one, like, she's she's two now, like, about to be three in August. She's the one that's a little more, like, I got to keep my eye on and stuff. She's the more wild, rambunctious one that doesn't want to sit still. Like, yeah, see, now it's been, like, it was an hour and a half now. That's yeah. why they're starting to be restless. They're like, all right. No, that's fair. No, I mean, I appreciate that. I guess that if, if your kids are getting a little ratty, I mean, I appreciate the conversation we had, and we could, like, wrap up if you want, because, like... No, no, it's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we got, like, a half left and stuff, like... Yeah. No, I just don't want to, like, impede. I've been told that parents have different realities, and I should be more considerate and not necessarily push it, because I am not a parent. So sometimes it'd be like, yo, when it's two non-parents on a... Yo, bro, we can put in that five hours sometimes. With kids yeah. that'll never happen 
that's what you realize when you have kids and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I'd always tell, like, all my homies are about to have the kids and stuff. And they're, I'm like, man, just go for a walk. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's hard, like, especially when they get older and stuff, it's a lot distant, different. But, like, in them early years where they're just depending on you to everything and stuff, like, it can get a little frustrating getting just time for yourself and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and just, like, working, too. Like, you know what I mean? You work, you come home, and you just want to relax when you come home. And then, like, there is no relaxing. It's just, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, I always joke around and call it the second shift. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's not as hard as the first shift, but the second shift, like, sometimes will drain you more. Like, hmm. but I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like everything happens for a reason. Like, just me having my kids and just, like, my music there's everything happening the way it has in my life and i'm just like you know what i mean i i have no regret i wouldn't go back and change anything no that's super dope the problem is that my girlfriend's listening to this and every time a parent says something like that and then you're all like i wouldn't change it for the world and it's just like yo that doesn't make it sound appealing though if you don't have the kids <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the other side of it it's more like it's awful but wonderful <laughs> no but i mean i i love the idea to me it sounds great everybody that has kids seems to like really push themselves and shit and like get this deeper like fucking motivation for like life but um that no free time thing does sound trash i've noticed on my end the first kid cripples all fucking parents for three years just done they're not people in your life for three years three years comes by i don't know what it is it's like they come back out of the trenches they're not the same as they were they're never quite as fun again. They're parents now. <laughs> hey, man. And some people might say that stuff about me because I, I feel that too. Like, you know what I mean? Even when I get around people and stuff, I go to hang out with my homies. And I'm just like, you know what I mean? It's kind of awkward because then all on your mind is parent stuff. And your homie that don't have a kid don't want to hear you talking about your kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll listen to it for a minute. Like, but then after a while, it's just like, you know what I mean? Yo, it's serious though. That parent thing, because I go to work and I've watched a lot of my colleagues come into parenthood. And so what'll happen is it'll be like a pregnant person. And then if you ever sit next to a pregnant person in an office place, you will see that every single parent in the office will migrate to that person's desk at least once a week for like the entire thing to give them parent talk. And then after the kid you'd think it no then it just gets worse because the pictures and stuff appear and then it's just like this flow of parent talk forever and then the non-parents are like yeah i um i don't have kids i hear you i hear you so cute like like you know what i mean like i see like a pregnant woman i just want to like start like how you doing like how far along are you like you know what i mean like you're taking your your vitamins like <laughs> Cause there was a lot of that stuff like having a kid like i didn't know about like you know what i mean i didn't know the do's and don'ts of like what pregnant women should be eating and what not eating and all that stuff and like you know what i mean it was a new experience and stuff so then when you like see that and then when you see somebody like that too and they might be in that new experience too not knowing and stuff so like you know what i mean like hmm. no i hear you i love the fact that you went to this like i just want to be mad helpful with it i like that a lot that's very parenting well, yeah. of you. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing too. Like you know, I mean, like I said, when I really like, is like I don't know if you know, when like girls are pregnant, they're not supposed to eat like lunch meat, like stuff like that. Like 
fish. They're not supposed to have too much fish, caffeine, stuff like that that I didn't know about. Like, I didn't know about lunch meat. I think I knew about the fish and the caffeine. And I know there's other stuff. And I know that, like, being pregnant does not look fun. I mean... Oh, no. I wouldn't even begin to try to, like, describe or understand, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I like, see my girl do it twice and, like, you know what I mean? Love her for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would, like, you know what I mean? I can't say that I would want to do it, like... Yeah, I can, I can say I don't really want to be pregnant. No, that would... That would I don't know that I'd be good at it. I don't think anybody would like pregnant me. <laughs> um, yo, that's serious. Okay, so let's say like, what other kinds of like stuff do you do outside of music? Um, like I said, skateboard a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Besides the kids and stuff, like, that's like, you know, I, I felt like as I got older, that kind of felt like that was like almost like my midlife crisis was just like, oh, shit, I'm not going to be able to skateboard no more. And like, like I used to, like, you know, what I mean, like, because as I started to do music and having a kid, like, you know, what I mean, the skateboard thing went to to like, you know, what I mean, got pushed back and stuff. And then as I got older and got like my son got a little older, have a little more time. Now I can take him skateboarding and stuff like teach him how to skateboard and stuff like that's like a big part of like you know what i mean just my release for the day is just going out to skate and stuff do you do tricks and whatnot oh yeah yeah i recently like what was it like maybe like a year or two ago like my girl got me a unicycle i asked her to give me a unicycle just because i was watching a, i was watching this video and this actor on there, like they had him like on some talk show and he was riding a unicycle. And I'm like, man, if this bum can ride a unicycle, I can. <laughs> so I had my girl give me a unicycle and I like, and I like honestly say that I'm the bum because I haven't really learned how to use it yet. Like I can ride it maybe like 10 feet, but that's it. I can't just get on it and go. That was one of the things when I lived in Florida, the guy that, the what's it called, that used to skateboard and stuff. He used to unicycle too. He also sold me weed and shit. Unicycling, like he used to come to the, like where I lived at, and this banana suit. Like he worked at like this smoothie place, and he would just always come on this unicycle in a banana suit. <laughs> it was just funny as hell. And I just thought, like when that, and I was like, oh, like you know, what I mean, my girls asked me what I want for my birthday. I'm like, well, won't you just give me this forty dollar unicycle and see, like you know, what I mean, like if I can try it, like. And then that's where it comes to, like, as I said, having no time. How, how do you stop on a unicycle? You get off. There's <laughs> no brakes or anything, eh? It's just... Nah. That's terrifying. It is. Like, I watched, like, a few videos of people, and I, like, try, like, you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I, I like, I'm all right, like, with just like, going, but, like, just keeping my balance, I don't have it, like... Even a lot of the videos I watched, people weren't even like, they're, he's like, yeah, I can't even stand still with it. Like, did you see them people kind of going back and forth on them and stuff? Like, Holy shit, like, like, how do you get good on a unicycle? You must be like, you must fall a lot. That must be the real answer yeah. to the question. I mean, that's, that's the thing with skateboarding. Like, you know what I mean? When you skateboard, you learn how to fall. That's the, that's the big thing about skateboarding. Like, you know what I mean? Any skateboarder will tell you, like, you're going to fall. Like, you, you have to learn how to fall right. So you're not getting messed up all the time. Like mm. and that's like, I'd always try to bring the unicycle out like 10 minutes at the end of the skate session or something. But usually like 
that doesn't happen. Like if I have the time to skate, I just want to skate. Like I don't want to worry about the unicycle. Yeah. I would watch TikToks of you skating. <laughs> and see, and that would be like, you know, I mean, that's another thing that like, that would be like, go like, like I've always wanted to make a skate video with one of my own music with my music behind it. Like I've never had a full length skate video with like, you know, I mean, a song, let alone my music to it. Like me and my buddies put out little videos back in the day, but I feel like that, that'd be a, a just a dope thing to do. Well, you know, what's crazy is that TikTok just moved it to three minutes and I'm sure your music's on TikTok. So like you could just do that now. And yeah, if it gets, we were talking about, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we were talking about TikTok. I wanted to ask you about this too. When I was trying to do some of them challenges, you need a microphone, don't you, to use on TikTok? Yo, my phone is my microphone. Huh? I just, yo, oh, I thought, okay. I th yo, I swear, I went and I bought this bullshit. I was like, oh my god, I need a microphone. Oh my fucking god. And I started tripping and I'm on Amazon and I'm like, what am I doing? Kids is on TikTok. There's no way that 15 year old has a mic. What the fuck? And then I well, thought I see a lot of <clears throat> I see a lot of the videos they have the earphones in mm. and they're like speaking into that mic on the earphones and stuff. So that's why I wasn't sure. Like So what I realized is uh and I found this out like a week ago. I don't remember even where. But these uh the the fucking phone mics and these headphone mics, they are pre-eq'd and compressed in a way that focus on vocal frequencies so okay. they're already like a little premix to like boost your vocal sound against your raw like they're not raw vocals they're like uh algorithm that boosts your vocals and kind of makes them sound i because i was like yo why do all these fucking like videos sound i like everything sounds good even my own yeah. shit i'll fucking rap on my phone and i'm like this doesn't sound like ass like this shit sounds worse because it's so raw and i have to like actually put effort into like doing shit but the phone does the basic it's just like a template so like as long as your phone is like within three or four years you know like it's probably just good enough to just well, run see, that like, mic it wouldn't like that's where like i assume i have a mic on my phone like i'm talking to you right now isn't a mic picking that up like, yeah we hear you and then I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Alright guys. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, bud. But uh yeah, and that's what like one of the things I couldn't record myself. I tried multiple times. I'm like, maybe there's something I gotta click the like I didn't have myself. That is, it is possible that you just didn't give your permission to the app to hit your mic or some shit like that. Like it's possible or whatever, but worst case scenario, any pair of fucking headphones that has a mic in it because like you again you're on tiktok so like sound quality as you would think for an album it, okay in an album that's a commercial product you're trying to sell it really really matters on tiktok when motherfuckers on iphone 6s and shit are going to be listening on their shitty speakers and 14 dollar walmart you know what i mean like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck cares, man? Just spit the shit out. Whatever the fuck will work. Ten dollar headphones is good enough. Um, and then just and then okay, listen. Like if all of a sudden you have a hundred thousand followers and you're making some bank, get a lapel mic. But like, you know. Yeah. But like. Well, when I have the wireless joints that have the headphones in. Oh, them, dude, that's it, perfect. 
it wasn't picking it up. I must just my I must have did something wrong. It it is possible that the only thing I can think of quick is like I mean it's tech support life. It would be permissions. Like it might be like you just said no nah, TikTok. You can't have my mic and then turn yeah, it off. And I, and I might have did that like just initially, just like no, I don't. You don't need all my stuff. Like what do you mean? I just want to make a video. So. But then like. To make the video, it does need permission to pick up and record on your device. Like a lot of these permissions, kind of are like, yeah, it does need my microphone. Yeah. And to rec and do all that, but um, yeah, you sound good. You do this, then TikTok will further uh, modify your fucking sound when it processes the video, and then. Yeah, I thought that too that people sounded. I was like, man, they sound real good for just like mics on their phones and stuff. Yeah, it's because the, the whole phone people have just like this pipeline of compression algorithms that make voices sound better than they actually sound. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, like I said, I'm not that technologically inclined when it comes to stuff like that. I've been trying to do better, but... Nah, man, it's just honestly just doing it. TikTok is... Yo, as much as I know shit, it's really just like I fucked up a lot, and now I know shit. It's like falling off your skateboard, but like with the internet. And so I had to sit there and fumble around on fucking TikTok, and I make shitty TikTok videos. Don't ask me to edit a TikTok video, dude. I'll, I'll throw text on. I know how to do that. Yo, it took me like honestly 15 minutes to figure out how to like add a song to a spot uh, an instagram story like sometimes this shit takes me forever to figure out i'm like not intuitive with it but then you learn how to do it the one time and then it's like okay i can do that over and over again you know like and then you add a little bit to it and it's just that you fumble through the process you remember it you add a little more flair the next time and then a year from now your kids are embarrassed that you're a TikTok superstar. <laughs> My son, like, he, like, it's so funny. He's, like, six years old, and he talks about TikTok all the time. He's never been on it. Like, he only knows about it because, like, he, like, just from videos he watches, he, watch, like, he plays Minecraft all the time. Mm. And all the, like, YouTubers and stuff, he watches Minecraft YouTubers all the time. They're always talking about TikTok. It's kind of crazy, like... Yo, Minecraft is pretty dope though. I don't even hate Minecraft. But yo, there there's a huge Minecraft is like this crazy ecosystem and then there's so much content built around Minecraft all over every platform and it's like astounding cuz it's like it's Lego. It's... Yeah, I didn't I didn't really understand like the whole thing until he started getting into it and I remember watching a video about like video games and it being like the number 1 video game ever. Because they said you could do anything in it. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> we, we were experiencing the dab life together. <laughs> yeah, and like, and that's what, like, I'm, I'm, my niece, I guess, here, and she, like, when her and my daughter get together, it gets a little crazy. That's what I'm like. I seen that I, I, I didn't, th like, look ahead to, make sure that like i wasn't babysitting today and i seen that's like oh no i gotta do that interview kids yeah. are gonna be crazy and i'm like well hopefully we make it work nah, it makes it work and for anybody that likes dilfs you just scored a lot of cool points <laughs> no nah, it's not even a lie it's a real thing man people like dads for real reals like dads get like love um yo 
You should definitely step into the dad shit on TikTok too. Like rapping. Yo, I see people. Okay, I don't know if this is a silly trend because I'd fucking do it in a second. But like they go live holding their babies, bumping their music, just like, yo, I'm showing them the good shit like from time. I'm like, yo, I would just fucking live on that. I would just be there with the baby bumping hip hop all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I'd like, that's what like my son, like when he was younger, I remember recording at the studio, like out of my homie's house and him just like being crazy up there. He just wanted me. So I just held him while I like did my ad libs and shit. Cause all I had left to do was like my backups and my ad libs, so I was just holding him while I was doing it. <laughs> Did you get any good baby ad libs? <laughs> nah, there like like there wasn't anything either. He was real cool about it. Like my homie that was there, he was like, "Yo," he was like, he was getting into that halfway through it, like, cause I couldn't really like you know what I mean focus on him. But and that's what like he last night he was watching something. He's six years old. He already came up with like a rhyme, like he was making something like. It kind of hit me in the soft spot, like, because I'm just like, man, like, and he'll ask me, like, is this good? And I'm like, I feel like I'm a little too critical because I'm like, no, that's not that good because it's not real. You don't do that. (laughs) And he'll be like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to to think, because he was watching, uh, what was he? He was watching that movie, Ready Player One. Right. And the guy's, it's Wade. And he was like, my name's Wade and I'm getting paid. He's like, my favorite show is Blade. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, is it good? And I was like, well, yeah, it is good, bud. But I was like, your name's not Wade. And I was like, your favorite show isn't Blade. <laughs> he starts laughing and stuff. Like, but then he switched, because I told him, I was like, because his name's Julian. I was like, you can say my name's Jay, and I'm getting paid. But I was like, in a sense, you're really not getting paid either, bud. Like, pay <laughs> money for me, like. You could, he, he, if he, if he, if I was him, I'd be like, I get paid in love. <laughs> <laughs> but it just kind of reminds me back when I started out rhyming about stuff like I didn't know and stuff. Like I said earlier, like I rhyme about Escalades and stuff. But like you know, what I mean, I never even been near Escalade. Like <laughs> that's so just, cool. Like, talking about back then and stuff like. Yeah. So you're gonna put your son on an album. Oh yeah, for sure. Eventually, when it comes, like if it gets to that point, like you know what I mean. And I won't force anything, but like if he's for it, like I'm definitely gonna have him try to be a part of it. My daughter, my daughter too. Anyone, like you know what I mean. Like I had my nephew hit me up and stuff. My nephew's older and stuff, and he sent me a few raps, and it just kind of hit me like in that spot, like because it was like you know what I mean. Like I'm like wow, like you know what I mean. I was a big influence on him just growing up. Like, I, I lived with my sister for a while and stuff, and always was there helping watch them and stuff. And just him sending me something was just huge to me. Like, you know what I mean? He probably don't even know how much that meant to me. Like, just seeing him do that, like, you know, but he's never really expressed it anymore. Like, I'd get him, I'd get him to work on a track in a minute if I could find something that fits. I'm like, mm. you know what I mean? I'm not ever forcing anything. Like, like it has to naturally happen, but. Nah, you just got to make the family rap CP. <laughs> that would be dope I mean just like sh- all the the most nah, that'd be freaking cool though I think that shit would be like yo that would be like a non-silly trend if you ask me oh yeah for sure <clears throat> like I said it has that authentic authenticity behind it and stuff you know what I mean like now if I wasn't a hip hop dude and I was trying to do it then that's when it would get a little crazy yeah, no, but the fact that it's organic and that your family is inspired without you doing shit, 
that makes it special. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah, super cool, man. I appreciate you having here, having you here. Oh, when 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 was the last popular family band? Is what Ismail just in the comments asked. And if I think about it, the the last popular family band, and it's probably like what the Jackson Five or whatever. I don't know Hanson. No, Hanson was probably popular, and they were. I don't know who else was there, or the White Stripes. Now that I think yeah. about it, it's not. There's a well, few of them, but you could be up there with them. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of like you know. I mean, there's artists like you know what I mean. Look at like uh, Ice Cube's two kids were like rapping for a while, and, and I remember doing this. There was a cipher with him. And I think it was like maybe it was Run, and they had their all their kids there rapping with them, and I just thought that was really dope. Like you know what I mean, like. Yo, that just sounds ill. It makes me want to have kids even more. Like, bro, I just want to be like, rapping with them. It's not commu- It's not helping my case. My girlfriend's like, fuck that. Just having three of you. Because I want more than one kid. Three of you going at this shit. Boom. Yeah, Tegan and Sarah are fam. They're not that popular, though. <laughs> They're like Canadian popular. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure there are a bunch of family bands around that aren't that big. Like, what if, like... I'm thinking back, like, to the Osmonds or something like that, like, way back, like. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's cool because, like, you work it out. Uh, um, I don't know. It just feels like more like, yo, you could streamline the whole, yo, one of them learns to mix, one of them learns to video, boom, 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 banging out the whole process. I don't know if that's, like, a bad way to look at it, but, like, if it's organic, it's amazing. Well, like, you know, you think about a lot of that stuff, too. Like, you know, I mean, some of these artists were just pushed by their parents to be artists. Like, whether, like, you know, I mean, might not Mm. have been a family band, but it might kind of was in the background. The family was moving the machine for that one artist and stuff. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, that's mad helpful. That's dope, dude. Man, your whole energy is great. I'm certain that anybody that sees is going to fuck with your music more. Why? Because you're just such an authentic person with it. Well, thanks, bro. I appreciate that, yo. That means a lot. Like I said, like, you know what I mean? That's one of the things, more than anything, I just want to stand for is just like, yo, this me. You ain't getting nothing fake from me. <laughs> like, this is who I am. Not, I was, that's definitely the case it is. Um, you have been you in, in the max of it. I think it's cool that you're also just like more than just like a rapper, you know? Like, you're a person. You do the skateboarding. That's actually fucking blessed. I'm not going to lie. It makes you like a multidisciplinary type thing. Cause you know, skateboarding is kind of like art, but it's like where art meets sport. So it's hard to like describe it as like athletic art. <laughs> That's like how I see skateboarding. Cause like, yeah. so it's like cool to see you like also pursuing that. Um, your links and all that shit is going to be in the description just so that everyone knows. Cause everyone tries to play. It's there. Everyone down below, make sure you follow, show love, bump the albums, all that good stuff. Yeah, it was super cool having you here, man. Like just going through awesome. this with you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And send me some links to your stuff. Like I want to check it out. Like absolutely, you know, I'm super happy to do like, that. I'll hit yeah, you up on Facebook or some, some too. Like maybe we'll link up and do some. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Nobody's like I like it when people are enthusiastic like that. Um, but you also thank a lot of people that are watching because there's still people riding with us, right? This whole time. So you know what I mean about attention spans and shit? People keep like fucking riding through these lives. I'm like, nah, something, something to it. You know, like why? They tell me they like the shit. So I assume they like the shit. 
I'm not gonna argue with the people. But yo, would you actually, as like a last question, be open to even something like Twitch? And I bring up Twitch because A, you can write your music live on the internet, whether or not people fucks with it now, I believe it's the future of shit. Um, literally, you can just open your phone and fucking record yourself doing your whatevers. And then other shit, like what we do at the end of this is we raid people. So as an example, the homeboy Willie Scandals does this radio show thing where you can like send in your music. As in, you quite literally could send in your music. I can hit you up with the email after. And then he'll play it. So what I can do is there's like six people here. Then I fucking like hit up the raid button. We move the whole audience over into that guy's channel. Now here's what's crazy. As my, my homeboy Ismail just say here. There's a lack of rappers on Twitch right now. It's really, there's none. There's no like rapper rappers. There's some like freestylers that just freestyle. But like, there's not really like a lot of rappers doing like the real like I'm doing my career on Twitch thing. But there's like a gajillion fucking DJs. And it's freaking weird. It's all like, yo, what if a bunch of rappers ecosystemed up? We could do like fucking like shows, raid each other, internet concert, all kinds of shit. Would you be open to something like busting into the Twitch ecosystem? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not even that familiar with Twitch, to be honest with you. Like, the only thing that I know is like, I know I'm pretty sure Mike Shinona from Lincoln Park yes. like made out on Twitch. Huge inspiration. Now I ended up on Twitch. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy like you know what i mean like like we were talking about influences and stuff he's a big influence on me too. biggest like, one like one of like i think like i think one of the best albums is that like you know uh wow damn why can't i think of the name right now what's that album he just put out like right after chester passed oh um the session yeah i had a lot of trouble with that one because it went in a direction where it was new lincoln park so like as a fan i'm like that's not the lincoln park i want but i really liked listening to the album as like a fan of like well, Mike's. That, like the one i'm talking about it's just like straight mike shinona like yeah it's, no I, it's I, him with that the grief of just losing like chester and everything i loved it lyrically but i do care about the sound and oh okay. my gosh man like the album, okay, I had a lot of trouble with One More Light. Like, it was like, I don't know if you're Linkin Park, Linkin Park. Like, that's where I was, you know, like, it was different. Yeah. Like, especially following Hunting Party, which to me is, like, one of the most incredible fucking things because it felt like a follow-up to Hybrid Theory we never really got, like, growing up Hybrid Theory. And then they went super pop, fine. And then, oh yeah, and, I, and I, I fell off by that time, bro. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. Like you know, it wasn't until like like honestly, like I said, like I was a big Fort Minor fan and stuff. Like, Fort Minor, ill. Like and then that's when I like when I seen that like you know what I mean when Chester passed and that like Mike Shinoda put out that song over and over again, and it was just like so like just like real. It just kind of hit you like you know what I mean. And then when that uh, when that album dropped and stuff, I was just like blown away and I'm like you know i mean i th feel like a lot of it because right afterwards too like yeah. i like like i mentioned earlier i lost my pops and stuff so like you know what i mean like it just really helped me like get through that like i gotta look up the name of this album because it's driving me crazy yeah i'll check that right quick um i know what it is i did an album review for it so like it, it was one of those moments where i'm like i love the words <laughs> and it wasn't as, it, uh, as into the uh post-traumatic post-traumatic that's what it was yeah and then the three he did over uh twitch is called drop frames 
Um, yeah, yeah. I listened to a few of that there. I didn't really dig into that one. But I just that, like a lot of that vibe. Like, he had that one song on there. Like, I'm not the biggest MGK fan either. But that song he did with MGK and Chino from the Deftones. Like, I just love the Deftones, too. You know what I mean? So just, like, hearing them link up and stuff. Like, that song is just like, oh, it was just killer. No, I hear that, and like I and you said earlier though that your priority though in a lot of the ways is more the bar, is the words, and on that yeah, front, yeah. that album is everything. It's very authentically a man grieving about the loss of like his best friend publicly, and as a Lincoln Park fan and you know diehard like for real, real it's like twenty years and shit. But like, I love the words. Had a lot of fucking trouble with the fucking uh, actual um, music. I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean, though. Like, yeah, but um, anyway, it was super cool to have you, my man. We're gonna have to get you on Twitch because I think you, you know, you'd fucking love it once you got into music Twitch, especially with the bands and shit. Your band should even look into it, cause yo, bands be making some bank, just fucking cover songing and shit. There's there's money on Twitch as a musician. Oh yeah. But um, it was great to have you here. Um, I definitely look forward to linking up again in the future, talking more and whatnot. Um, special thanks, though, because we thank, thank everybody again. In the future, we thank you, the people watching. Like, follow, subscribe, all that good shit. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Pryor, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Scribble, Dove, support what we do. Patreon.com slash behind that suit if you also want to support. And we're going to start the raid right now. So y'all live long and fucking prosper, everybody. Mm -hmm.